Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Future Church Podcast. I am your host today, Carrie Williams. And today, I think you're going to find this episode extremely interesting. Uh, We are digging into a topic that is really starting to rise to the surface all around us. Uh, and uh, we're having this conversation with Jake Earhart. Welcome, welcome, Jake. Hi. Uh, so I met Jake, uh, I guess technically digitally, mm-hmm. uh, back in May of 2021 when Ventures uh, started our very first uh, Shark Tank type event looking for innovative projects who are helping shape and mold the future of the church. Hmm. And Jake was one of those projects that were recommended to us and that we brought in and since then have been learning from. And so, uh, Jake, I would love to have you start off by just telling everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, So yeah, I'm Jake. And uh, I started a thing called Love Clan. It's a, a community of gamers. So as a community, we exist to create community of nerds who invest in one another. Um, but our like core mission is to help gamers find and follow Jesus. So we've been mostly through Discord, but we've kind of moved into the Twitch world as well. Um, and that's been my my full-time passion, I guess, for the last maybe two years or so now. So great. So if you would, to sum up what you do on a daily basis, mm. um, would you say that you are... Uh, helping gamers uh, meet Jesus and follow him. Would you say yes. that that's probably the... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, my, my daily, the daily thing looks really different depending on the day. So um, from every, every day, I, I try to reach maybe a different group of people that kind of fit different categories. Um, but my goal is ultimately to just find people, uh, very, very seeker-based, I guess you'd say. Um, for me... It's important that the people that are within the community that I'm building are at least 50% non-Christian. So this is this is a, a big difference, I think, than maybe most church type uh, things, organizations. So for me, I have on like Mondays, I play multiplayer games and I get a lot of people that are interested in those kinds of things. Or Tuesdays, I play games that are um, that are very, very difficult. And we should probably talk about live streaming and why I'm doing these games. Uh, but I'm, I'm basically playing them in front of a camera, just kind of what we're doing now and talking to people, getting to know them. They find me through a website called Twitch, which is live streaming for video games. And uh, and I just I meet people in, in this way. And uh, my main goal at the beginning is usually to just pray for people and to have an open door, open communication and to start a relationship with them. And if I can do that, then hopefully through this process, uh, we'll get them to something like a Thursday, which is my thankful Thursday. And I have a drawing tablet and I write down things that I'm thankful for. Well, I actually, I make like an art piece. And then I ask chat, we go A through Z 
and write three things down for each letter that we're thankful for. And we fill the art piece with the things that we're thankful for. Or like Saturday, Scripture Saturday, or Games and God, where we go through a chapter of the Bible while playing a video game. I, I play a game that's very uh, easy to play without really thinking about it so that I can read the Bible at the same time. Um, we go verse by verse and just say, what does this mean? Uh, so it's my daily kind of looks different depending on if it's a Saturday, a Thursday or any other day. But yeah, that's the main goal is just to find people, have a relationship with them and then bring them to the relationship that really matters. Wow. I think that's pretty amazing. So tell me how you first got started with this. Oh, doing this stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of like one of those things where I wasn't thinking about it at all. And I was praying for God to give me a purpose. Um, I, honestly, so I read, I read Todd Wilson's uh, book more mm -hmm. and there's a, a verse in there that kind of became my life first, but it's Ephesians 2.10. It says that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance that we might walk in. And for me, um, after reading more, it, it said that there is something that God has prepared each and every person for. We're not just random cells put together for out of purpose, but God has created us uniquely, molded us in a way that we are to be used for a purpose if we're willing to move into that. And at the same time, um, you know, that, there, that you could miss it if you're not like looking for it. This is something that you can walk in, but not, that you're forced into. And I wanted it. Um, and so I, I prayed, uh, God just, I don't know what this is, but what I'm doing isn't it. And so I, I pray that you give me a purpose, like a reason to actually wake up every day and do something that matters and something that if anybody else could do, but maybe not in the, the way that, uh, you've, that you've set me up to do it and that you're making, you're setting the world up for, you know? And, um, and I felt like what I was doing was was good stuff, um, motion graphics. I was doing it for big companies and like Google and Nike, but I just it 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 didn't it didn't matter at the end of the day. It it wasn't lasting eternal difference like um, what I feel like I get to do now. Mm -hmm. And so as you started answering that call and stepping into it, um, how did you go from? you know, being someone who started to just build relationships via the gaming world into, um, you know, a discipler of others along the way where you now have this clan of people who, um, a community that come together, you know, how did that, mm. how did that happen? What happened? What was the process? And was it easy? Was it hard? Was it, you know? Right. Yeah. No, that, um, so I'm, I've always had my relationships online. Um, almost all of my relationships have been online. Uh, but I, I have very close friends in person. And then I would have like the majority of my relationships just happen to be um, through the internet. And so I was already good at making friends online and building even like communities to a degree, um, getting people together to do difficult multiplayer raid events and video games or, or, or whatever, you know? And, um, but I, but I didn't think of it as this is a, a place that I can reach people. I still was very, very caught in, I reach people at church. And I know that that's now I look at back and I go like, well, that's so naive. But at the time I just, I, that's the only place that I really 
saw that. Um, and I wanted to reach people at my work because I think we have a good job of thinking like, you know, think of your work like a, like a place that you reach people. And, and I hear that a lot. And so I was thinking, man, I, I just feel bad because I only really talk to two other people at work and I'm having a hard time reaching them. I've talked to them before, but still it's just like two people. But I did not, I didn't see my hobbies and my skills as things that could be used to reach people. Um, and even, you know, even the term like reach people sounds kind of weird. It's like, I, I didn't see those people as, um, people who were in need of God and that I could be the person that could help them get there. You know, it was like, man, I wish somebody would reach these people. Um, but how would I ever have time? Cause I'm just playing games and, um, I, I see them and then they leave or, you know, I, whatever we're, t we're talking about the games. How would I, you know? So yeah, I think the shift, the shift really came, um, when I did feel like God answered that call that I said, the Ephesians 2.10 prayer that I prayed for six months. And I, I legitimately feel like, um, well, I, I heard, I heard God and God said, what about a game church? And I don't know if that's exactly what I'm doing or not, but it's, it's the direction that I've been moving in. So yeah. Um, once that kind of lit, like, oh my gosh, yeah, we could do this since it's been, how, how can we best do it? Let's start a, a discord of people. Let's, let's start a, vin a video game clan of a hundred people. And then we started a discord that grew into like a thousand people. And the main thing that was different between other things is we just love people. Um, when they came in, we would really try to interact with them. Um, we have a channel for prayer uh, that's that's very active. And I found that a lot of people are very open to being prayed for and being prayed prayed together with. And uh, even if they're not, even if they're like, well, I don't believe in God, but I know that prayer is, um, it, it, it means something to a lot of people. And so... I'm willing to do that, you know, even if I don't fully believe it. And so that's, I guess that kind of evolved over time into how can we better do these things? Um, what, what more would somebody need? What would be the next step somebody would have to take? And once we came up with uh, steps that people could take, like, well, this person would watch me play a video game uh, and then they would have a relationship with me through a text conversation. How can I... How can I move that further? You know, how can I regularly be praying for this person? How can I check up on this person to make sure that the prayer request is uh, still something that they're dealing with? Or if God answered it, how can we change that into a praise prayer? Like, you know, these are just these are just steps that um, kind of logically happened after you start to see what you're doing as more than just video games. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think for everybody. It doesn't have to be video games. Um, most people listening probably probably have not even played video games. And, you know, they're like, I don't what. But but it is like you have something like maybe you go bowling or maybe you like golfing or, you know, whatever. And there's there's a way to use that. Um, and I think I, I don't think that it necessarily you have to listen to like a 30 step program of how to use your skills and talents to follow God. Um, or in a way that is glorifying of God, you know, and, and whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I, I think it's a m more just a reminder, like some people just have to be reminded that this is something you really, you really can do. And uh, it's not just something that 
is yeah i don't know <laughs> as a side hobby yeah yeah there's usually there's even purpose. for fun there's purpose yeah. behind it yeah that's right. good if you're like most leaders no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church even if you ace seminary there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for it's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer -peer learning. And you'll get live monthly coaching and done for you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it. No catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's theartofleadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. Let me ask you this. Do you know what the statistics are regarding the average age of, of gamers? Yes. So it's like 35 years old. Yeah. So <laughs> I have heard that over the right. last year since we've kind of embarked on this. Uh, Not 12 years journey. old. <laughs> and I think right. the perception is that most people have is that it's, you know, kids. They're kids. Right. And it's just not the truth. I mean, yes, there are kids who, sure. who are gaming, but and there are people who are over 35 who are gaming, but yeah. the average age is 35. And I think that's important to note because um, we have this whole community of people who are online yeah. that um, that might not show up in a church on a Sunday. Yeah. And might not be looking to show up at a church or or looking for God, um, or at least they don't think they're looking for God <laughs> along right. the way, who all of a sudden they'll find themselves in these places where you are and the people that you work with are, and th they get this introduction to faith. And, um, you know, and they're on average 35 years old. And so right. I, I, I just want to... I just want people to think about that for a moment, mm. that, that this is a, a community of people that, um, you know, that need to be targeted, need to be talked to, need to be loved, need to be discipled yeah. uh, just as much as kind of the low hanging fruit that's easy for people to identify. And so right. uh, I would say what you're doing is blazing trails, right? So that, you <laughs> know, I know a handful of people who are doing what you're doing yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I think over the coming year, two years, five years, we're going to see more and more right. people recognizing that um, this is a valid mission field <laughs> and what you're doing is valid and mm. and good work and right work and holy work. Appreciate uh, that. And so share share with people who are listening why this is important. Why do you think this work that you're doing specifically is important? Oh, man. Um, well, to a degree, it's kind of just like, I just go where people are and um I, I definitely did not think of this as like the easiest low-hanging fruit at the time it felt like it would be really really difficult um and the only reason that i really went into it and and i went i started it like full pretty much full time doing the live streaming side of things anyway as far as discord i did it in my free time and we did that for probably two three years 
Um, it grew, it grew to like a thousand while I was not even, um, that's never been a paid thing. That's always, uh, just a community that we built, but yeah, my, the reason it was important to me is just cause that's where my friends were. Um, I mean, just, just honestly, I, whenever I think of most of the things that I do, I think of one person in particular who I've been playing games with for nine years. I'm trying not to get emotional about it, but I've been playing games with them for like nine years. And, um, I went to Japan with them. Like, I mean, I, I, I've, I have a group of that. I went to Japan with two years ago, um, who were only online friends. I knew some of them on in person and some of them online. So I like to tell that story for people who are like online relationships aren't real. It's like, I, I felt like I knew the people that I knew online more than the people I knew in person. Even though I was in a small group with them, went to church with them, went out to eat on a regular basis with them. It's just the amount of time that I can spend with people in an online setting is just, you know, it, it, it overweighs the quality, I guess. People think the quality is all that matters if I can't hug somebody. But if I can spend hours um, on a near daily basis with somebody because it's just very easy to log in and log out whenever, um, that just ends up out winning. You know, I, I know more about them. I, I know the things that they're dealing with. Um, so, and I, but yeah, so I, I think, I think about like one or two people, um, whenever I'm, whenever I'm thinking about how to change something and those people have influenced a lot of things. Um, we were doing Bible discussions in discord and, um, I invited one of them to it. And he said, well, you know, I really just can't devote that much time to something that I don't believe in. And I, I was very thankful for the honesty. And, but it was just like, yeah, you know, I'm really not thinking about, I'm not thinking about how am I reaching somebody who otherwise would not want to do this. Um, I, I'm going to end up just getting a lot more people who already are interested in this. And so I, I, I shifted, like I, I shifted gears. I continue to shift gears to make sure that like people who are non-Christian are still um, being a, a major part of this, like 50% of what we're doing. And that might sound, you know, weird to some people, but the main, the main, they're my main goal. Like I will, I will disown the church title if it means that I have to go be a missions field, I want to be a 50, 50, like missions field church hybrid thing, because it's, that is just too much more. It's more important to me. I'd rather be a mission than a church. And so for me, um, when I think about it, anything, the, the reason that we, what we ended up changing, I should, I should finish my sentence. Sorry, I'm ADHD, but the discord, um, we shifted it from being this discord call where people have to activate their cameras and talk to doing what I was saying we're doing now on the on scripture Saturday. That's where that came out of doing video games while playing uh, or playing video games while reading a chapter of the Bible and discussing it. And we go deep into that discussion. We we've been going through Proverbs and uh, each chapter we have spent three to four hours on. We haven't had a chapter take less than three hours to read through. And that's because we read a, a verse and we discuss it. And if somebody has something else that comes up, that's like, different than that, then we discuss that and we go down those rabbit trails and we're, it's just an open conversation. And the reason originally for that really came from a friend who just said to me, I can't spend enough time, you know, I really can't take the time to spend studying the Bible if I don't believe in it. 
but he watched my live stream every day. So, okay, then, hey, what if I, I went to him and said, hey, what if I do a Bible discussion while I'm doing the thing? And he's like, well, I could probably do that because I'm already watching anyway. I'll, um, I'll be on my bike. Uh, I've got a, a, like a bike that I use for exercising. I'll be on my exercise bike while you're doing that. So, yeah, I mean, those are my, those go through my mind. It's like th- th- this person means, this person, if the, <laughs> my entire ministry would be a success if this person would understand just how much God loved them. Yeah. And, and so I'm that, so I base my stuff off of that. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and so that, that, that then it, it just grows cause it can expand. And of course it doesn't just reach that one person. And, um, and now there's lots of people that that's being able to be a, a thing. And I like being able to say, Hey, I, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm just a guy, but I love Jesus. And I read this Bible and it changed my life. And I know it can change yours. And I don't know what it looks like for you in your life right now, but uh, this book has answers and I've seen them myself. And so uh, I, I'm not going to write a sermon because like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not a pastor. And, but um, we are going to discuss, I, I discuss the things that are important to me on a daily basis. So I'm going to just turn on my camera on Saturdays. We're going to play a game and we'll discuss what this says. Uh, it's very laid back. This is specifically for people that have never read the Bible. Don't feel like you have to come with any kind of head knowledge, uh, on any of these topics, but we're just gonna, we're going to just talk about it. And if there's something that you guys have, that's questions that aren't what's in here, feel free to ask it. Um, or if you're the type that's like, I just want to sit back and listen, then you can totally do that. Just log in. But I know there's a lot of people that don't have churches, never thought about church. Maybe you don't feel like that's the place you fit in. And so I want to, um, I want to make accessible to you guys, you know, and and I say that safe environment. Yeah. A very safe environment for them to be authentically who they are while, while exploring who God is. Yeah. Have you ever heard of alpha? Um, Omega, beginning and end. Yeah, he's <laughs> there, cool. <laughs> yeah. There's an, uh, a, 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 an organization that started called Alpha that is a similar um, mm. similar heartbeat behind it, but it's in mm. person. And okay. you know, they, they try to create safe environments where people can ask questions and explore and yeah. not being judged and, and being authentically themselves and not feeling like an idiot if they don't understand that it's uh, job and not job. You know what I mean? And the things yes. like that. And so um, yes. I, I would say you're like the online version of alpha. Um, yeah. And that's so, how we are with the discord too. Like the yeah. live stream is that way. And the discord is very much like just chill, ask your questions. We'll discuss it. You know? Um, yeah. I think asking difficult questions in a safe space is, uh, is a, is a lost art, yeah. you know, I, cause you can't do it on Twitter. Like you, you can't say anything. It's yeah. if you say, I don't like this kind of taco people, you know, rip you up. So <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, mm. So let me ask this question. You mentioned, you know, you think you, you keep in mind the one person, you know, sure. you've got one or two people you keep in mind. Um, mm. But that ultimately it affects more. And so when you talk about more, what kind of reach are we talking about? What kind of impact mm. and influence do you, do you currently feel like you're making? Right. Yeah. I, I can't, um, I can't, I can't really look at like full metrics for things. Um, there's a lot of metrics that I actually turn off while I'm streaming. 
I, I don't see the, the view count because it affects my mental too much yep. where if I say something, if I say something and then the view count goes down, mm-hmm. I, I, I take that really like mentally incorrectly and think like, well, I guess I shouldn't say that when the reality is there's a lot of reasons people might one way or the other. And uh, ultimately what I'm really worried about is the chat. Like yeah. people that are, that are lurking is one thing, but those that are actually engaging, um, that's, that's what I care about. So I can look afterwards. I know currently um, because I, I look at the, the full metrics or whatever that there's over 4 million uh, minutes watched on on just my personal stream and then we have other streamers that i don't know what their metrics are they they're growing and um you know so that's that's a thing as well trying to multiply into other streamers so that we can keep doing this beyond just me Mm -hmm. um but yeah i would say some of the some of the biggest ones are just there's a lot of stories um i've told some of these stories before but like Zilly is an example. There's a guy who came to our group and was in our Bible discussion while we were still in Discord, not streaming. And um, long story short, but basically he ended up breaking out of being very um, internal and never really chatted with people, was able to kind of um, reach out to friends and started doing D&D. And his friend invited him to church and he ended up getting uh, baptized in a physical church you know and he still is a core member of our of love clan um the story of alice who was uh was a satanist at the time that she joined our our group but together with many other um groups that are very similar to ours she kind of hopped between a bunch of them i was just seeking um she came to our bible discussions we were studying through uh the story of jesus because she kind of was asking a little bit more about that and um we were playing a golfing game together when we were discussing the story of uh, demons being the, the the ones that get cast into the pigs. And I remember her saying, um, well, the weird part of this story to me isn't really that the demons were there. It was more that Jesus cut, cast them out because I've never seen that happen. Um, just lots of lots of little things that I just remember now. And I go like, man, you know, and she got baptized in VR, not too long ago she ended up getting baptized and uh, started a vr church she's in the process of um now and is one of the most active she's in so many different churches as far as you know today goes and and many others but yeah there's it's just the the stories i think are there's a lot of those um but it's also just every week i meet somebody and i think to myself like okay how much time do I have to spend with this person before they would trust me to actually discuss the Bible? And so I hope that they will come back tomorrow and the next day. And if they come back one more day, they'll be here for scripture Saturday. And I I, I believe at that point we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be good at that. And it's just, I don't, I, it would be very difficult. Um, Church does not work unless uh, people are inviting their friends. You know, the pastor does not have this relationship with like everybody in the church, especially not before they come. Maybe after they come, they talk and they get to know each other. But I kind of feel the weight a little bit with like, I am, I'm becoming a lot of these people's friends and and leading up until the point where I'm like now doing the, the pastoring at the same time. And, um, and that also kind of puts a cap on things. 
Um, I don't want to get too big as far as the live stream goes. I, I actually don't want it to be thousands. And, and someday it may be God, God willing, he does his thing. Um, but I also, that's why I feel the need to, to replicate. It's why multiplication is so important to me that's because right. I, I need, I see the benefit from having the small right now. Yeah. I see that when there's like 25 people and I'm chatting with them, um, that it's already getting a little too much as far as chat goes. Sometimes I miss prayer requests and that's my least favorite thing to do. My favorite thing on stream, and I say it regularly is to pray for people. So when I miss something like that, it's just, it it hurts me. But um, if it does end up being thousands, my goal is then to to send those people to like little smaller areas where they can really dive in and be very um, intimate with, with different people. Because my, right now, it's just, that will be difficult to do if it gets too much bigger. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to point out just a couple of things. The first thing, sure. VR church that you mentioned is virtual reality for mm. people who have no idea what that is. Oh, right. Uh, I forget we have to do that. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and then um, I think you painted such a great picture when you talked about how you turn off your streaming numbers um, mm. because of the way that it potentially could affect what you say. And I just had this image of like, what if you know, the average pastor who delivers a message on a Sunday could turn their back and not see the audience Mm. and not have any idea what kind of numbers are in the seats, but instead are more focused on the face of an individual that they've been praying for and what kind of difference, you know, and, um, uh, well, if I can just, what kind of difference would that make and what kind of pressure point remover would that be? Right. Well, if I can speak to that, because yeah, I actually, um, now that you say that, I hadn't thought about it, but I remember when I worked in a church and I worked at a church for, for five plus years, um, uh, different churches, but yeah, there was a, there was a, a time when we had a, like a very serious discussion about um, when we pass the offering trays, like, do we turn the lights on or off? Because when we do that, uh, people get up and then it's like a trigger for them to get up and walk out the door. And, and I remember thinking like, man, this is such a, like a thing that we have to discuss is like, is this going to cause people to leave early or not? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, my reason for turning it off originally, it was in my first like week or two of streaming. And I had nobody was there. I mean, I, I had an average of like two viewers, maybe. And I remember getting raided, which means that people send their st- they end their stream and send all of their viewers over to somebody else. And so we had seven people in my chat, which is the most I'd ever had. And somebody in that group read my bio, saw that um, I said something about prayer, and asked if they would if I would pray for them. And so I I I prayed for them. And when I opened my eyes it was back down to like three or four viewers or something. And, and so I was like, oh man, we just lost like half of the people that were in our chat. And so I start, my first thought was, was the same as, as the, maybe should we turn the lights on or off? It was like, how can I fix that? Um, I probably shouldn't pray on stream. I should take the prayer request and pray once at the end so that I don't isolate people that are non-Christian. That was my thought, my initial thought. And now looking back i'm like that just it it was it's just the wrong premise you know there's a lot of factors that go into why somebody would leave or wouldn't and 
And that person that wanted prayer in the chat, like that just mattered so much more than if somebody was in the background lurking or not. Like, th- like that's, if that's the reason they left, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. That, that mattered. And yeah. that, that was important that I did that. And I want to do that. In fact, I'm going to double down. Not that I, I'm, I will always pray for somebody. And it became a thing of the stream that's like, I will always do this. This is something that will matter for me if there's a thousand people or not. Like, I need to be able to pray for people. And so this, th- this is, um, yeah, like th- that, that just is, that's a thing now that regularly I had to turn it off because I would see those numbers go up and down when I would say certain things. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, I think there's a valuable reminder and lesson in there for for anyone who spends their life influencing others for the sake of the gospel, and that mm. is, um, you know, engagement matters. You know, you, t- from what I'm hearing you say, you tend to focus in on those who um, engage, and that yeah. you know, and you hone in on those people. And I think that there's some value in that, significant value. Not that you <laughs> leave anybody out. That's not the intent, but. Sure. The intent is not the masses, right? And so Jesus left the left the flock to go after the one, and there was a reason he did that uh, because he wanted to go after the one and engage with that one, you know. Mm. And so I think there's a valuable lesson, um, Jay. I really I love what you're doing. I think that um, you know we need more innovative solutions as far as how we're spreading the gospel. Sure. in the earth. And ultimately Jesus, uh, uh, you know, made the decision to die for us so that each one of us could be the hands and feet of God yeah. and in whatever context that we thrive in. And I think that you're doing it beautifully. Um, Thank you. And I think that it's encouraging and a good reminder for the rest of us, whether you're a church leader, a church goer, everything in between that there are, pe- we are surrounded by people who have a call of God on their life. Yeah. That probably looks very different than yours and potentially could look very different than the traditional path that you've always known. Mm. And so not to, um, you know, let's not undervalue any call, regardless of what uh, it looks like, even if it's completely different than us. Uh, I, I think that, you know, over the next year, 10 to 10 years, things are going to look really different in the future of the church. And we've got to give space for the Lord to move and work through the people that he's created in the way that he's created them. And I think Jake, you're a great example of that. Thank Um, you. So is there anything else that you want to say to people as they're listening and they're, you know, kind of digesting and chewing on our conversation about um, reaching people in, in the gaming world and, you know, there's digital church and, you know, we've made the shift over the last couple of years with COVID there's all kinds Mm. of online church stuff going on. There's meta church, uh, you know, so is there anything that you want to say to people who are listening regarding this? I mean, for, for gaming specifically, I would just say it's, it's such a big medium. Um, it's bigger than Hollywood and sports combined. I mean, it, the reason it's like 35 averages because it's more just saying like every, pretty much like everybody has some touch touching point on it. You know, even if they're playing games on their phone or if they play games with their kids or, um, whatever. It's just a, a very wide sweep of people. And ultimately, um, you know, I, 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 the thing is we're, the gaming is just the, the door to reaching people, you know, it's an opening point. Like, why do we go get coffee? 
because the coffee isn't what's important. It's, I mean, I mean, we like coffee, a coffee's great, but like, <laughs> but it's not about the coffee. It's about the conversation. Yeah. And that's the same thing it is here. It's not, it's just a point of a conversation for us to discuss and talk about things that really matter. And in online, the, the best and worst thing about online is that it's anonymous. Say it a lot because it, people are willing to very quickly be open. You might have a relationship with somebody for years and they don't tell you what they're really struggling with, but online, because they could just leave really quick if they don't like your response, they, they'll be very open. They'll say like, Hey, how's it going? I, you know, I'm not having a good day. I'm actually dealing with depression. You know, I'm really, I'm really, really considering some, some deep stuff right now. And I have a chance to, to pray for that. And it could really matter. And that might be the first time that they're open to that discussion. And I believe that, um, while, while I used to think gaming was one of the most difficult, I think it's one of the most, it's the most fluid, the easiest now, just because it's so quick, um, to meet people and I have an open doorway, uh, I can play a game and I can go meet people. It's difficult to have time to hang out with people at a Walmart where I can have a guaranteed hour with somebody through a video game, you know? So these, these things make it very, um, logically we go that this is just, this is such a, a, a field of people, just easy, easy harvest. Um, but at the same time, I, I believe that there's a lot of people that are listening who maybe that's not their thing and they still have something, you know, I, this wasn't something that made sense to me at the time that I, that it became a thing. Um, it wasn't even my full-time job when I was, when I was doing it, but I, I do think that God can use your skills and talents, whatever those things are. I, I have seen people use the strangest things, you know, and gaming was not the strangest of them, uh, to, to reach people. And I, I believe that every person has something that God has placed on their heart. Um, that Ephesians two ten, you know, that there's a purpose for your life. If we can just figure out what that thing is, it, then we can do all things to the glory of God, including gaming or bowling or golfing or whatever, you know? So good. That's a great day. I really appreciate um, your heart and the the fact that you've stepped into this space and, and surrendered to it and recognize you have greater purpose here. And, um, and I know that, um, you know, the relationships that you're building ultimately that lead to Jesus will last. And it's great. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or connect with mm-hmm. you or learn more about, you know, kind of this mission field, you know, what, what resources, what, how do they do that? What do they do? Yeah, sure. Um, honestly, probably easiest way would just be to say hi on a uh, live stream. You can just search Jate live. Um, I'm on Twitch on a daily basis. I'm live more often than not. So, uh, and then I can connect you from there. If you have other things, if you use discord, you can send me a message, uh, J zero 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 one. Uh, if you use discord, then you know what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are, those are probably the easiest ways just, uh, get in touch with me so that we can discuss and then I can connect you with Love Clan, or um, I can connect you with something else if you're interested in like more of the VR church. If people I can connect you with that way, or Twitch side if you're thinking about streaming, or maybe you're already streaming or you watch streams, uh, I can connect you with other people that way. But feel free to direct connect, and um, I'd love to chat. That's great. Well, thank you so much. It's been refreshing to talk to you uh, through this episode. And um, uh, those of you who are listening, I hope that you 
have learned some things about what God is doing in and around the world, especially in the gaming community. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jake. Thanks for having me.